Lakers Carpool is brought to you by Hook Products USA. Truck lovers, tow hook covers finally are here. Introducing Tokes, a first-of-its-kind tow hook cover that is a great way to personalize your truck's factory tow hooks. Tokes are made in the USA out of high-grade silicone rubber that clasps right over your truck's factory tow hooks so it installs in seconds and no tools are needed. With colors red, white, blue, pink, and amber, and costing just $34.95 per pair, Tokes are a unique and affordable way to customize your truck. Go to hookproductsusa.com and head over to the compatibility tool to make sure that Tokes will fit over your truck's tow hooks. After that, check out a super easy and your truck will be rocking its Tokes in no time. Again, that's hookproductsusa.com for Tokes, the original tow hook cover. Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. The Lakers could not get things done in the state of Florida, losing to the Orlando Magic on Saturday by like 20 points, losing a close game to the Heat on Monday night by one point, missing a what would have been a game-winning three-pointer by Cam Reddish. We'll talk about all that, plus a little more preview the Lakers game tonight against the Houston Rockets. Let's jump into it. All right, so on Saturday, the Lakers played the Magic in Orlando, losing 120-101. to Just a terrible loss after coming off such a big win against the Clippers in overtime. You know, you can make plenty of excuses for this game. The Lakers were down players with injuries, you know, between Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, Gabe Vincent, Ben's Hurt, uh, who else was out for this game. Um, I think there was one other injured player. I think Torian Prince might have been out. Again, also, uh, I can't see it. Yeah, yeah, we had Cam. So the starting lineup was Reeves, uh, Russell, Cam Reddish, LeBron, and Anthony Davis, which was the same with the which was the same starting lineup we had against the Clippers, which worked against the Clippers. I mean, again, we didn't play great in that game. We came back. We ended up winning in overtime. It all worked out. But um, against the Magic, we were down some players. Down. I mean, those are four pretty key role players between Vincent, Rui. Vanderbilt and Torian Prince those those are some guys that we have some high expectations from both offensively and defensively and so to have four guys like that not in our rotation hurts a ton so we go in to Orlando in a game where you know we had beat Orlando already earlier in the season 106 to 103 I think a three-point game a game again where we didn't look great got things done we got the win wasn't pretty but we got the win um and against Orlando again, you coming into the game again. They're Orla- they're they're not a great team. They have some good young guys between Banchero or Bancaro, not sure how you say it. Um, Suggs, the Wagner brothers. You know, like they have some some good young players that can give you a, a, some trouble on a random Saturday night in the sixth game of the season. You know, so the Lakers just couldn't get things together. Uh, from an offensive standpoint, you know, again, shooting 26% from three in the game. We had another big game from Anthony Davis, 28 points, 13 rebounds, went 10 for 15. LeBron had a good game, 24 points, 8 for 15. Uh, Austin Reeves, 20 points, 7 for 11, 3 for 5 from three in a nice AR game. Uh, really the downside here was D'Angelo Russell didn't play well. He only had 11 points on four of 17, shooting one for 10 from three. Ouch. And then our bench was basically non-existent. Uh, Christian Wood, 29 minutes, only scored six points. 
And again, this is from an offensive standpoint. Obviously, our defense wasn't great either because we gave up 120 points. But, um, you know, Christian Wood was a minus 12 on the night. Jackson Hayes in 11 minutes was a minus 10. Max Christie in 23 minutes was a minus 24. So uh, Max Christie went three for seven for six points. You know, I'm all for giving the young guy some, some opportunities. But there are some people on Twitter saying that Max Christie is the savior you know as compared to like cam reddish or something like that and he's out there he's playing defense he's doing his thing but um a minus 24 uh, anthony davis also was a minus 24 so i you know if i'm going to call out max christie for a minus 24 i'm going to have to call out anthony, anthony davis as well and that just goes back again to the lakers struggling in these ad minutes and not you know, when LeBron's off the floor, we'll, we'll be playing great. LeBron gets subbed out. We'll go and give up a 10 run, you know? And, um, it's just really kind of been the nature of, of this team so far. Again, I feel like you have to, you have to mention that we're missing four rotation guys, four key rotation guys. Now, yes, should LeBron and Anthony Davis be able to carry a team that also, you know, still has D'Lo and, and Reeves and Christian Wood to, beating a team like the magic a hundred percent 100 percent. but early in the season four key guys out we're still working through things you know i kind of have a little bit of grace on this one and just early in the season in general you know we started off the season two and ten last year and still made the western conference finals obviously that came with some changes at the trade at the trade deadline and it came with a huge push towards the end of the season to even make the playoffs so it's not just like that same two and 10 team made the playoffs. Right. But, um, a slow start while frustrating and and hard to watch and and annoying isn't the end of the world in my opinion. So it's good to see Anthony Davis, you know, come out and, and play well offensively. LeBron's playing well offensively. It's good to see Austin Reeves getting things together offensively. Um, but our bench, you know, our bench is just really bad right now and that's been kind of the common denominator in in all these games and the thing is is like yeah LeBron and Anthony Davis can lead a team to to win but um if you don't have bench support like there's a reason why six man of the year is an award right like you just can't get it all done right they could put up you know between Davis and James right they had a great game they put up a combined um 52 points but that's only half of their point. You know, they scored half of the Lakers' points on Saturday, and that's that's pretty good, you know. Um, Austin Reeves throws in 20. That's great. Kind of have like a, you, you know, in every game, you usually need like a big three to put up 20-plus points. I feel like with, this, with the Lakers, you know, with LeBron, with Anthony Davis, you need one more guy to put up maybe 15 to 25 points. And then you need the bench to come in and, and add a certain amount of points too. But like our bench, we only had, we had six, eight, 10, 16 points. We had 16 bench points in an entire, in an entire game. Um, so again, the Magic, they're, they're a young team. They're not like contenders or anything like that. But, you know, they're sitting at four and two on the season right now. Or at least they were sitting at four and two after beating us on Saturday. So, you know, they're they're a team that's going to pull out wins, especially against teams like the Lakers who are l- missing guys because of injuries. You know, you have one guy like D'Angelo Russell who should be a key offensive contributor. He struggles in, you know, playing 35 minutes. He struggles 
and uh, the Lakers only put up 101 points. The defense isn't there. The, again, Torian Prince, good defender. Rui Hachimura, Rui Hachimura, good defender. Gabe Vincent, good defender. Jared Vanderbilt, good defender. Those are four really good defenders that we would normally have rotating in in a game like this that weren't available. So it's just tough. And, you know, obviously you could look at it in a way where, like, there is still a way the Lakers should have and could have won this game even without those four guys. But at the end of the day, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. It is what it is. What it is. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to see them shoot, you know, 26% from three and to shoot 33s in the game. You know, 30 is not terrible, but, you know, 25 would be probably would be better. So they shoot a little too many threes. They're only shooting 26% from three, and they can't get it done. Free throw shooting was really good, 19 for 21. That's good to see. You know, those are things things like that that are nice to see even though we lost the game you know there's ways that you can get I'm 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 hit and miss on the moral victories thing right like in one sense you got to win ball games no matter what no matter how ugly it is you got to win ball games but the Lakers sometimes struggle with free throw shooting so seeing them put up 90% free throw shooting in the game is nice to see 21 free throw attempts pretty good um you know Anthony Davis got eight attempts LeBron got seven attempts Reeves got four attempts, D'Lo two attempts, you know, and that was it. So at least our starters are getting to, to the line, which is nice to see. It would be nice to see someone like Christian Wood attacking the basket a little bit more, getting some free throw attempts. But again, it's one of those games where it's a it's a it's a it's a game we should have won for sure. But there's enough not going our way in that game, even just going into the game between the injuries and all that stuff, that I don't put too much on that loss, as frustrating as it is. So, you know, after that game, we're 3-3, three and three, and then we go and we played the Heat on Monday night, which was more of a frustrating game. We had Torian Prince back. Um, Torian Prince was in the starting lineup again, and... The tough thing with la- with the game against the Heat was Anthony Davis only played 25 minutes because he left in, I think, the third quarter with, like, a groin spasms or, or something like that. Uh, he said that after the game that he plans on playing tonight against Houston, so we'll see where he's at for that game. Um, LeBron had a, you know, vintage LeBron game, 30 points, 13 of 23. He did go 0 for 4 from 3, which is, was was a bummer. Um not hitting some threes there. Austin Reeves had 23 points on 9 of 14 shooting, so the good Austin Reeves offensive uh, performances continue. He played 40 minutes in that game, um, and had, he was a plus 2 on the night. Torian Prince, 9 points on 4 of 9 shooting, hit 1-3, played 34 minutes. You know, in this game, we only ran we ran an 8-man rotation, as if we're playing in like a playoff game or something because of these injuries and stuff. You know, so we're still missing. We were still missing Vanderbilt, Gabe Vincent, and Rui Hachimura, who again are key guys. Rui's a big guy that comes in off the bench to give LeBron James some breaks. Like LeBron played 37 minutes last night. You know, it's one of those things where like LeBron's playing well, and we kind of need him on the floor to play well, which is a whole other story within itself. But um, between Anthony Davis being hurt, uh, between you know, Rui not being there to give LeBron more spells and things like that. Like, we're running this team to the bone in, in just seven games, you know. So we ended up losing the game 108 to 107. The big story after this game, obviously, was what come down. It came down to the last shot, right? Lakers had a possession 
with eight seconds left, they were able to call call a timeout. They were able to put up a game, you know, a little play to uh, to go for the win. And they ran the play that they that they run every single time, which, in one sense, it works because LeBron is attacking the basket and it attracts defenders. Um, but you know, there's a play we run every single time where LeBron attacks the basket and goes for the layup. We're only down one, so we only need two points. He attacks the basket. He brings like two or three defenders onto him. Once the defend- defenders fall down onto him. He kicks it out to the corner. It's the same play we ran in the play-in tournament or the play-in game against uh, Minnesota. The game, it, the shot that Schroeder hit in the corner that would have been the game winner if we didn't give up three free throws. Um, so we kick. You know, LeBron drives the hoop. He attracts the defenders, kicks out to the corner. Cam Reddish is in the corner, takes a three, misses the three. We lose the game. He was wide open. In theory, it's a good look. Now, do we need a three-pointer when we're only down one? No, but it's an open look. And obviously, like, the first option in that situation is LeBron just going for the layup, which is usually a high percentage shot, which I like. You know, I like to see that. Um, What I don't like to see is Cam Reddish in that situation. Cam Reddish, if you don't know, is shooting 15% from three on the season. Um, I understand that in this game we're missing players between, you know, Rui and Gabe Vincent and all that stuff. Anthony Davis goes out in the middle of the game, so we're already down some players with the injuries. Um, D'Angelo Russell got ejected from the game earlier, which was kind of like a weird situation where he was arguing a call. You know, I don't know what was said, but during a timeout, he basically got teed up and thrown out of the game. Um, seemed a little fishy, but he gets kicked out of the game. And then, um, so in this play, you know, we're down two two starters in Anthony Davis and and D'Angelo Russell. And uh, for whatever reason, Darvin Ham decides that Cam Reddish should be the guy that is the fallback option, the second option to take the three. It's an open three. He should be able to make it 100%. But you got to know that this guy's shooting 15% from three. I get that it's early in the season. I get that this loss doesn't really mean a whole lot. But eventually the losses start piling up, you know, if you if you're losing games. And I'm... It's one of those things where, like, LeBron came out, you know, came after the game, and I can't remember if this, this was overheard and reported or if he said this to a reporter, but basically said to Cam Reddish, like, you know, you make them, you miss them kind of thing. We'll be, we'll be going to you in the next time also, so be ready, you know. Which, like, from a LeBron standpoint, that's great leadership in my mind. You want your leaders on the team to, like, be keeping their teammates ready. You know, like, yeah, 100%, Cam Reddish should be ready to have to take that shot again in the future. But he should not be the first option to be the guy in that in that corner there. You still had on the floor Torian Prince, who's a better three-point shooter. You had Austin Reeves, who's been playing way better and a better three-point shooter than Cam Reddish, both on the floor um, on that play. And then you also you even had Christian Wood, who I think Christian Wood's a better. I'm pretty sure that all four guys on the floor were better three-point shooters than Cam Reddish. I understand you need LeBron to be the guy that attacks the basket, but Christian Wood, Austin Reeves, Torian Prince would have all three been way better options to be that second option for the corner three-pointer. Three now, do they miss those shots if they're in this situation? It's very, very possible, but I can live with it. If Cam Reddish was shooting you know, 32% from three 
or something like that and he missed it it's a bummer but like at least he you know he would have been a viable option because he's shooting well from or decent not even well but just shooting decent from three this season but he's shooting 15 percent on the season it's only been seven games small sample size but he's shooting 15 percent from three and you have Torian Prince and Austin Reeves on <laughs> on the floor you know why is the play run for Cam Reddish other than unless it's a situation where as Darvin Ham is the coach you're like oh I just want to give my this guy a shot you know got to give got to boost his confidence well, what's his confidence like now? He's getting shit on by all of Lakers Twitter. Um, Darvin Ham's getting shit on by all of Lakers Twitter and all these podcasts and stuff. It's like I understand from a coaching standpoint you want to give a guy an opportunity to step up. But it doesn't have to be when there's eight seconds left in the game and the game's on the line and you want to get a win against a team that is a pretty good team this season. You know, they were in the in the finals last season. You... They were down for most of the game, as they have been for almost every game this season. They come back. They even take the lead for a little bit. They lose the lead. They get to a point where they are within one point. They need one one basket to win the game. And, again, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm a bad coach. Maybe I would be a bad coach, but I just wouldn't put Cam Reddish in that position. You know, like, it's great that he stepped up against the Clippers as a starter, played good defense and help the Lakers get to a victory that's great I'm you know that's that's the kind of stuff you need from Cam Reddish the stuff you don't need is Cam Reddish being the guy that's the second option to shoot a three in the corner to win the game you know like again if he was shooting 32 percent from three this season 100 percent, go for it let him be the guy um I'm actually kind of curious what Austin Reeves is shooting from three this season and I'm sure it's like not that great considering um, that he wasn't playing too well to start the season. So Austin Reeves, yeah, he is shooting 31% from three. Let's see what Torian Prince is shooting. Torian Prince is shooting to do 38% from three this season so far. Again, only seven games. He's averaging, uh, oh wait, was it? Yeah, three pointer. He's averaging, you know, two, yeah, two for five a game is what he's averaging. Thirty-eight point five percent from three, and he wasn't the go-to guy in that situation. Now that's just bad coaching. Like, I'm sorry, Darvin Ham, but that's bad coaching. He's only a second-year coach, second-year head coach, so mistakes are expected to be made. But that's just that is a hundred percent you trying to boost his confidence, which I can understand from like a more like a um you know a morale standpoint trying to to boost his confidence and and really encourage him and empower him to be a better player. But I don't know if I were him, I'd be pissed now because he's getting a bunch of hate for missing that shot and for being the one in that position when he shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. It should should have been Torian Prince or should have been Austin Reeves. So that's pretty frustrating to see from our head coach who, I don't know, I'm, I don't know, I, I just don't love what we've seen from Darvin Ham so far. I know he did pretty well in the playoffs, I would say, last season, which was good to see. There was a few games here and there where we let 10-0 runs go without 
timeouts being called and things like that. But overall, he was pretty good in the playoffs. Um, but that decision from a play calling standpoint for your head coach in a game that's on the line. And again, the implications aren't huge. It's only the seventh game of the season. So I get maybe you're trying to like, I don't know. I go back and forth on it. I, I can understand trying to experiment here and there, try and like give a guy an opportunity in a, in a, in a game where it doesn't matter that much. But from a win or loss like standpoint, if you want to win that game, you don't put him in that position. If you want to win that game, you put your best option forward. And in that case, it was Torian Prince. I wonder what Christian Wood is shooting from three this season, just to look at the, you know, all three of the other options that were on the floor. Christian Wood. Oh, look at that. He's shooting 41% from three. So if you're going by the stats, Christian Wood should have been the guy, then Torian Prince, then Austin Reeves. Now on this play in particular, you know, he, Christian Wood was the only big on the court, and he was down by the basket, which I like from a rebounding standpoint or from a, you know, if you look at the play, actually, he had a guy sealed. Um, his man went over to help on LeBron. If LeBron would have been able to dump it off to Christian Wood, he probably would have had a dunk, if not been fouled. But it would have been a tough pass. But I think, I mean, of all people that could have done it, LeBron could have gotten the ball to him. But the play... It's been circulating around Twitter also. Is there's like a picture of the play, part of the play that Darvin Ham called, where it's clear that that one of the options, like I think that it's pretty pretty much clear that the second option is the corner three. Um, and again, it was open. Like it's a good play. It was open. You just had the wrong guy there. Um, so it, basically, it should have been anyone on that court except for Cam Reddish to take that three, which is just frustrating from like a from a fan standpoint that your head coach is making those decisions in win or loss situations. You know, if if that was a play at the end of a half or something where you're just trying to like, you know, and, and get a shot off, get a, get some points before the half before halftime, put Cam Reddish in that position. But when the game's on the line, you know, you got to you got to get wins and losses or you got to get wins and not losses and you got to put your best personnel forward to be in the positions to give you a win and Cam Reddish should not have been in that position. So a frustrating loss for that reason alone even, you know, like Anthony Davis being hurt, all the other injuries, losing that game wouldn't have been surprising. If the Lakers would have lost by 10, it would have been like, yeah, whatever. I mean, like it's frustrating, but it's, it is what it is. But in a situation where you had the chance to win the game and your head coach made objectively the wrong decision, that's where I get frustrated as a fan. So that's definitely a huge bummer just in general that the game ended that way, that that he put Cam Reddish in that position when it should have been Torian Prince, Wood, or Austin Reeves. So uh, the Lakers lose by one to the Heat in a game that they very well could have won, in a game where they should have lost and could have won but still lost, which makes it ten times more frustrating. So definitely a bummer. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about the Houston Rockets, and then we'll wrap it up. All right, so the Lakers play the Rockets tonight at 5 o'clock Pacific time. Hopefully I'll get this episode out before the game starts. But um, right now it's, you know, looking at the ESPN matchup predictor, which I only take with a grain of salt. They currently have the Rockets as, like, favorites, 50% favorites to 49% favorites 
50.2 to 49.8. Um, Lakers are listed as a minus four and a half favorites, though. So, I don't know. This game is one of those things where it's like Lakers 100% should win this game, but could go either way. Um, looking at the entry report, it looks like if ESPN is up to date that Jackson Hayes, Anthony Davis are game time decisions. Jalen Hutchifino is out, which means, would mean in theory, that Rui, Vanderbilt, and Gabe Vincent are all back. I'm about to do a quick Twitter search just to double check because that would be awesome if that's the case. Okay, so according to Mike Trudell 23 hours ago, Rui Hachimura is probable to return for the Lakers on Wednesday. Uh, Anthony Davis and Jackson Hayes are questionable, and then Vincent and Vanderbilt are out still. So that's, I mean, not the, not as good as news as I thought it was going to be, but still good news that uh, Rui might be back. And, I mean, it sounded like AD was going to play based on what he said after the game on Monday. So I expect to see Anthony Davis to play. I don't know about Jackson Hayes' ankle, um, how the severe that is or not, and whether or not he'll be back. But um, it would be awesome to see Rui back in the lineup which will just help give us a little more depth, a little more scoring off the bench, some defense off the bench and whatnot. Obviously, like he's going to have to kind of get back up into game speed and all that stuff, but it will be good to see him back. Dylan Brooks came out and said that he's ready to lock up LeBron, which is just funny. Like, I love the the banter and whatever, but, um, I mean, there isn't much to say about this game other than if the Lakers do what they can do, if Anthony Davis plays, if LeBron plays, if – if Rui's back, you know, like if the Lakers ha- are somewhat healthy, healthier, um, if Anthony Davis plays well, if 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 our guys play well between D'Lo, Reeves, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and then we can get a little bit of bench from bench scoring and bench defense from Rui and Christian Wood, that should be enough to win this game. Um, you know, the, the Rockets are a team kind of like the the Magic, where like they're not a good team, so to say so to speak, like they're not a contender. They're they're barely a playoff contender, but they have some good young players that can give you some fits if you're not ready to, you know, to to play hard on a Wednesday night in a Wednesday night game. So in that sense, like it's always a toss up, especially with the Lakers where they have really struggled to build leads in the first half, maintain leads, and they've been playing behind for most of the game and pushing to try and win the game late in the fourth quarter in almost every game. So I would love to see us not do that. I'd love to see us actually build a lead, maintain a lead, play with the lead, and win the game. Um, that would be great to see, and this is a team that we should be able to do that against. Now the question is, will we do it? You know, Dylan Brooks, they've added Dylan Brooks to the team, who's a good defender. Um, they have a lot of good young guys in, like, Jalen Green. And um, let me see. Let me pull up the roster. Dylan Brooks, they have Reggie Bullock, they have Jeff Green, Aaron Holiday, um, they have Oladipo, but is he healthy? I never know if he's healthy. No, he's not healthy. Um, Jabari Smith, Fred Van Vliet, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks got big contracts from them in the offseason. Um so yeah, they have like some good young guys between like Jalen Green and and you know Shen Goon um, as a big man, and then they have like some veteran guys in Dylan Brooks and and Fred Van Vliet, and then like Amen Thompson and, and stuff like that, you know. Um, 
So like they're they're a, a team very similar to the Magic in that sense, where some good veterans, some good like youngish veterans, and then some some really good young like talented but raw young guys that again they could go out and shoot twenty percent tonight and the Lakers win by fifteen, or they could go out and like shoot fifty percent and the Lakers are in a ball game where they're fighting to win that game. So you just got to do what you can control, run run the offense, play good defense not take too many threes, attack the basket, um, get to the free throw line. And that's all, that's, that is the recipe to to success for the Lakers. It's easy when you have LeBron and Anthony Davis and, and D'Angelo Russell, guys that are really talented, Austin Reeves, guys that can put the ball in the hoop. You know, you just got to make the things easier on yourself. Don't shoot 43s in a game because unless you're Steph Curry, shooting 43s in a game is only going to make things harder for you because a three pointer is a harder shot than a layup. You know, I'd rather have the two points on a layup and maybe a foul than shooting 20% from three, 40 times in a game. So if the Lakers can just control what they can control, play good defense, they, they should have no reason to lose this game. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, you know, that's my motto for every game. We'll see what happens because you just never know. I go into some certain games where I think the Lakers are going to win easily and they end up losing, you know, like the Magic game. I thought we were, I thought we'd, even with the injuries, I thought we'd go in and, and get the win but we, you know, go and lose by 20 points. So we'll, we'll see what happens if the Lakers can just, can just stay healthy, do what they can, you know, do what they can control in, in running offense, attacking the basket, and then playing defense and not giving up, you know, what we saw last season, even against the, this Rockets team. And again, the team's a little different, but against the Rockets is like the Lakers defense was just so lazy because they, they didn't come out to play. They thought it was going to be an easy game. The Rockets sucked and they played terrible defense. They end up losing the game, a game that like, and this was like late in the season last year when like things were important and we needed wins and all that stuff. And we lose the game because we came out lazy, let them get to the basket way too easily, didn't try too hard and uh, thought we could maybe pick it up in the second half and win the game. And it didn't happen. We, we lost the game. So things like that are really frustrating. And hopefully we don't do that again uh, tonight and the Lakers can take care of business, get a nice win and, move on to four and four in eight games, you know, which isn't, isn't great, but is definitely better than where we were last season. So <laughs> got to look at the positives and the bright side. Um, hopefully Darvin Ham can, can redeem himself after the frustrating, frustrating play to end the game in Miami and can, you know, get the team to, to play some good defense, play some good offense and, and rotate guys in and out in a smart manner and, and do what needs to be done to to get a win against houston in houston all right well that's all i have for this episode i appreciate you all for listening and go lakers thank you so much for listening to this episode of lakers carpool if you enjoyed the episode please rate and review on apple podcasts and share it on social media with your friends you can find the podcast on anchor spotify apple podcasts or most places where you listen to podcasts again Thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers. 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis, 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! 